Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you are back with the Commander Wealth Education Leaders as uh, we wind down yet another show. This one dedicated mostly to Social Security uh, and uh, really the linchpin of most people's retirement planning around which uh, most of the other planning circulates and something that is of vast importance, whether you have less than $100,000 or no savings or millions and millions and millions of dollars of investments. Uh, that you want to maximize your Social Security claiming strategy because there is, it's basically free money and it's easy to throw a lot of it away. So uh, um, the, the, the continuing uh, um, the, with the, the stories that we had from some of your clients, Mark and Brian up in the Atlanta area, any other? Tell me about another story. We, we talked about someone that had a couple hundred thousand dollars and he came in, you built an income floor for them. Tell me about another case. You mentioned that somebody came to a library, I think, that had like $8 million dollars. Um, that uh, which really just shows why this has such a broad appeal. Tell us that story, if you would, guys. It was actually a, a class we taught up in a small town in northwest Georgia. Uh, I think Brian was actually teaching that class, and we had maybe six people in the class. I mean, very small. We normally teach with 40, 50, 60 people in a class, so it was really unusual. But uh, Brian, being the trooper he is, he uh, plus he made the trip up there, uh, he taught the class, and um, the I think the only phone call uh, the only meeting that came out of that was uh, a gentleman that, uh, Brian, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Mr. X? Mr. X from <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Not to make with Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, well, yeah, that was quite a big surprise when I met him. He said that he was a very busy guy, but he asked me if we could come to his office. We don't usually do that. We usually have them come to our office. I would say 97, 98% of the people come to our office. But in his case, uh, uh, I could travel there. It was probably about 40 minutes from our office, his office. And uh, it turned out uh, he owned a, he was a franchisee, and he had a lot of stores. He told me at the uh, meeting that, I thought he said he had 15 particular. We'll, we'll call them Waffle Houses. Yeah, for now. <laughs> uh, and it turned out to be about 50. And his wow. Net, wow. Yeah, so his net worth about $43 million. Yeah. And so uh, we have not gotten him yet as a client. We're working on it in the middle of that at this point. I'm time. sure it's a very complicated situation, but what's really astonishing to me is you have somebody with a $50 million net worth that took his obviously extremely valuable time to come and listen to your class about Social Security claiming strategies. Indeed. Did you find that he was you know, more interested than you would expect of very someone of that more. affluence? Uh, very much more, and I would think in his case... Uh, particularly, he needs a, uh, a planning approach in the sense that he's got everything that's, that's segregated from its, each, each yeah. other. He does, he's not doing his estate planning and his vesting and considering the other pieces and how they fit together. And so that's what he really needs from us. And, that, and that's the kind of stuff else. that we really talk about all the time is integrating estate planning, estate tax reduction for somebody like him. And if he hasn't done that yet, it, you know, he might be able to get 20. I mean, the exemption now is about $11 million with the right down you might be able to get 20 million of it out 
um, the, uh, the tax-free. Mm-hmm. But after that, it becomes you got to be pretty aggressive. And he's and then it's going to get worse. How how old is this fella? Uh, he's probably in his mid fifties. Oh wow! Um, so that, late that, 50s, maybe. So that yeah. estate will probably balloon to push in a hundred million dollars by the time he's done. So it's really critical he does that. Also, asset protection planning to lock up. Are they S corporations or LLCs? Do you know, I don't. Uh, we haven't gotten that information yet. I don't know. Right, but that, that, those are the kinds of things. You know, com- complex situations, which are you know usually the the grist of, of this show. We talk about you know more advanced planning concepts. Um, that really is where the, the the whole thing has to come together. And you can drive incredible value for somebody like that. You'd be able to protect that wealth and help them to pass on tens of millions of dollars more to his heirs with the right kind of estate tax uh, on planning. Indeed. Yeah, but but again, it, uh, fascinating that I mean, how much is the, what's his Social Security benefit? Thirty thousand dollars a year? <laughs> yeah, it's not right. Fun. Between not he and his wife, maybe yeah. fifty, fifty-five. And it actually was his wife that kind of drove him to come to the meeting. She was kind of, uh, hey, you know, this is uh, we're leaving money on the table, and we need to go see this. So he probably was not he would not have come by himself, but she was the driving force. But I think that's really, really now we you know the the. We're very active in the financial planning and investment management, wealth management communities, and, and we, we we talk to a lot of folks that are in the profession. And this this area, I think, is very very much underserved by investment advisors and financial planners. It's almost like it's not worth the trouble, but it's such a huge asset. You know, when I first started studying my CFP studies back in the early '90s, I put my Social Security benefit, the discounted uh, um, the value, uh, the present value, of the future cash flows, mm-hmm. as an asset on my balance sheet. Why? Because it is. It's it's a value. You know, significant value there. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's kind of you know become an afterthought. And I, I really am so happy that you guys are here. You know, underscoring the importance of this because it touches virtually every American. Well, Jeff, and the, uh, you know, let's be honest. I think the reason most advisors ignore it or just give it some uh, some lip service is ouch, because ouch, don't go there, Mark. they ouch, don't make oh. money on it. That's right. So it is. Well, we certainly appreciate your selfless charitable <laughs> is, is efforts out there in the Atlanta area. Is that anti-social security? <laughs> but I, right. I think the important thing is it really can. Be, uh, be an important service oh, that drives profitable practice by helping folks figure this out. You also are able to help them with other needs that uh, um, are more uh, lucrative for yeah, you, Yeah, it's right? one piece of the puzzle. Definitely one piece of the puzzle. Right, so one thing I want to, I, I promised the folks uh, in an earlier segment that this is breaking news and something that I didn't know, um, that, which is really rather ominous from the investment news in the early July um, issue. Uh, did any of you guys catch this? Custodian fees to RIAs raise ire. Yes. You know, and a lot of folks uh, in our business pride themselves on the fact that they manage money without taking commissions, so they're objective in terms of uh, the uh, the investment products they recommend. You know, well, not one mutual fund or ETF or stock over another. Doesn't matter to us, and it doesn't here. We don't take money from any of them. The only uh, compensation we receive for managing money are the fees. So it really makes us more objective, we think. We don't even talk to some of the mutual funds that the wholesalers call us. I don't want to hear their biased sales pitches. But but amazingly, and we, we custody a TD Ameritrade, and there are probably three big players still in the, in the custody market for managed money, uh, TD, uh, Charles Schwab, and Fidelity, Scott Trade, and some other fringe uh, uh, custodians are emerging. You know, where advisors like us um, put their client, suggest their clients open accounts that are safeguarded by the institution or able to access um, investment vehicles, uh, usually on, on, on very uh, favorable uh, price terms. Uh, but it's astonished me that advisors at 
Schwab and Fidelity. And if you have accounts at Schwab and Fidelity, you might want to take note and have us do a, a free uh, um, analysis of uh, what you may be paying that you didn't know about. And, of course, you can call us at 800-262-1083. I'll repeat at the end of uh, this discussion. Uh, but there are advisors out there that are essentially getting kickbacks uh, from the certain mutual funds that are favored by the custodians. And I'll, I'll quote um, that uh, from the headline, Custodian Fees to RS Raise Ire, registered investment advisors like to promote themselves as being on the side of investors, but a growing number are quietly accepting money from custodians in exchange for recommending certain mutual funds, usually funds that are more expensive for investors. This payment is made to advisors as a shareholder services fee. Sure sounds like a trail commission to me, doesn't it to you guys? Under terms of such an arrangement, Charles Schwab and Company, Inc. and Fidelity Investments, the nation's number one and number three custodians for advisors, respectively, pay advisors up to 0.2% of assets. That's one-fifth of 1%. That's a pretty big number in our business. 0.2% of assets held in certain no-transaction-fee mutual funds. Sounds like infidelity. Uh-huh, infidelity to, <laughs> uh, certainly to, uh, to, don't be cheating on your clients now. Um, and uh, Tom Nally, who actually we know personally, is the head of TD Ameritrade Institutional, and obviously he's got some self-interest in this because TD doesn't do it. Uh, but we think this is one of the most egregious conflicts of interest that we've seen in recent years, and it seems to be more widely practiced, uh, said Tom Nally, uh, who doesn't uh, pay such fees. It's a problem. It adds an element of bias that most clients probably don't understand. So I'd like to open this up for discussion. Again, breaking news. I was, com- was completely off my radar. What a shock. Billions and billions and billions of dollars, yeah, I read um, that. as Carl would say, at uh, Schwab at, uh, at Fidelity. Go ahead, Jonathan. You have a comment? Yeah, no, I read that uh, as well last week. So it was uh, certainly, uh, you know, adds an element of uh, a wolf kind of looking through the wool, if you will, because uh, people vet RIA fee-only unbiased advice, and little do they know that they're in the den. At times. We're very, very eloquent. Right. Said, John. That's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> you know, guy, go, <laughs> Beyond that, I have go, go back to growling in the corners. No milk I, bones for you, Wolf. No milk it. bones for you. Oh. Yo, Moose, watch out. He's, he's chasing. Is he attached his teeth to your hind leg again, he, Rob? He yeah. wouldn't feel it if I did. It's, 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 it's like that new stray dog Boy, that's been you, hanging out of my house. Because you're toothless or because his, his haunch is so what, massive? That's what my dentist told me. So comments so comments on on this. I think it's, you know, it's... It certainly sounds like commissions. You know, one of the big things uh, that we pride ourselves on, as many other RAs do, is the fact that we're completely objective. We, yeah, what we about may the, not be brilliant. What about the fiduciary responsibility? I mean, it's, isn't that the reason to be an RIA, to be an investment advisor, is that we take the side of the client. We have a fiduciary responsibility. Now you've just thrown that out the window with but these types of accounts. But if you're taking money That's to recommend I mean. more expensive, and may make no mistake, this comes directly out of the pocket of you investors at Schwab and Fidelity. If you're taking money to promote more expensive funds, how obje- certainly that taints the objectivity. And That's if you right. have enough under management, that could be vacation money, so make no mistake. Well, it's a lot of money. If you, you know, if you have a let's let's do the math. That's two hundred thousand per. Uh, well, think about this: billions of dollars that are under management at these places, and uh, you know, that adds up when you apply it across. Yeah, all if those you, had, different you know, clients. a firm our size at six hundred thousand dollars a year in additional revenue, and uh, that's huge. I mean, that could that sway if you accept those fees? Could that sway your thinking Absolutely. in terms of what you're going to recommend? 
it seems uh, to be an, a conflict of interest for sure. Yeah, that's uh, um, the the I, for, I, again. I was I was astonished. I'm I'm pretty much floored there. So I don't want to take up the rest of the segments um, on uh, um, the, you know this particular issue, uh, but it really is surprising. And uh, if you'd like to to read the article again, it's Investment News, the June 29th, July 3rd edition, front page uh, by Mason Bracewell, Custodian Fees to RIAs Raise Ire. Just a couple more bits here. Uh, Apparently, uh, the the Schwab and Fidelity declined to disclose how many such agreements they have in place with advisors. Uh, but uh, um, they're obviously because, you know, they're big. And why would these uh, Fidelity and Schwab do this? Obviously, because the, those funds are more profitable for them. So, by paying a piece of the profits out to entice advisors to use them, uh, it drives their own profit engines. But it, it obviously is uh, is certainly uh, conflicted. As as your Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley representatives kind of snicker in the corner, kind of laughing at all of this, given the fact that they've been under the spotlight, it is a little oxymoronic. Well, it's just it really puts them it puts advisors like this a little bit closer to the bucket of. Um, the, uh, of non-fiduciary advisors, and I use that term loosely, like stockbrokers or insurance agents or folks that are out there selling products and taking commissions. Um, and while that may not be obvious to the customers of those folks, at least it's relatively honestly disclosed. These are not fiduciaries. There's a suitability. You know, they're the product salespeople. But this, you know, as Mark mentioned, by fiduciaries, it really is, I think, much, much, much more Duplicitous and, and really quite alarming. It All right, so what defeats the purpose of having a no transaction fee fund? Well, <laughs> it, it could be, there, there is no transaction fee, but there are much higher and better costs that the client almost never looks Absolutely. at because they're relying on the advisor to make the best recommendations for them. Yeah. So again, if you'd like to, we only have a couple minutes left in the segment, but this is you know alarming enough that if you have accounts with an advisor at Schwab or Fidelity, you might want a second opinion to see um, if you're paying these sorts of fees and how they may be tainting or distorting or damaging uh, your investment returns. We're very, very happy to give you a free portfolio review as part of our, our free portfolio stress test, especially this time in the markets with things maybe falling apart or sliding downhill. A lot of uncertainty out there with Greece and, uh, and U.S. market results. And China, my goodness, has tumbled dramatically. It's probably a good time to do this anyway. We're very happy to, but you must call us. 800-262-1083, 800-262-1083. Or I feel so strongly about this, you can personally email me. Uh, my email address, uh, Jeff Camarda, is j, the letter j, at c-a-m-a-r-d-a dot com. That's j, j, not j-a-y, just the letter j, at c-a-m-a-r-d-a dot com. Uh, Sonia, how do they tweet us, by the way? We haven't uh, sent a tweet uh, tweet notice out there in a while. Have you forgotten how to tweet there, Sonia? I have, uh, but I think you can reach us at Camarda Wealth. All right, so she thinks she can. Just go ahead and email me, and I'll get you back with the tweet information. <laughs> well, right, the, Are you going to take their emails the unlike mine? Huh? I said, will you take their emails unlike mine? Are you still, on my, are you still on my junk folder, Sonia? I, I haven't so. got an email from you in months. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. I thought our new name was Spamala. All right, yeah. so folks, uh, as you have endured yet another informative session of the Camarda Wealth Education Radio Show, uh, right here beaming out of Jacksonville and Tampa on the weekends, covering most of Florida. Um, and uh, up 
Up, up next is probably the most enjoyable, entertaining, and some would argue, at least Jonathan would argue, most informative segments of the show. Uh, Cousin Arnold's Market Update coming here right after the break. Stay with your Commander Wealth Education leaders here on Wealth Education Radio. Commander Wealth Leaders' levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right, and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. Folks, welcome back to the Commander Wealth Education Radio Show, the most favorite segment. I know it's my personal uh, favorite, uh, most entertaining and deeply informative. We have Cousin, which Cousin, which Cousin Kamardi? We have Cousin It Kamardi here with us to opine on market activity. Cousin It, can you please squeak for me? Come on, It, come in. I'm, not looking, I'm looking at your hair. I'm kind of picturing you as that. But, uh, yeah, no. Hey, at least I got some, bro. That, that's right. But uh, certainly the features. But, uh, you know, right now I just want to take some questions from some of our guests. All right, uh, Jonathan, what does the economic picture look like? Well, he's not here right now, but I'll tell you what he would tell you, Mark, if he was, is with the Greek's Eurozone status still in tenuous limbo situation, uh, China's precipitous bear drop the last six weeks uh, has taken place during the, uh, the main global stage. I mean, the market in China ran up so much last year. We're having a severe pullback over the last six weeks, like 30%. They're showing some resiliency here as, of course, the government's going to try uh, to stave off the damage by manipulating things. And I think they might do a decent job of doing it. But as we come over here uh, to the homeland, Mark, which is probably what you want to know about, uh, with earnings season on the, on the on-deck circle and a few companies reporting so far, we want to get a gauge of how strong the U.S. economy is right now. And, you know, right now you look at these Fed officials, they're running around like the ghosts in Pac-Man. They don't know which direction they're going because if the Greek and China situations continue to digress, then what's going to happen is the Fed might have to put off there not one but perhaps two rate hikes to 2016. Wow, that's all I have to say on that. Well, so what does China? The, so what does China look like with this recent drop? I'm going to bring Tony in for that one. Okay, I, I, that's Tony. a little too deep to go too deep into China beyond what I already know. Well, Rob, right now what we're looking at is the Chinese markets. You know, when you start to look at the, the pummeling that they've been taking over the last month and a half, uh, they tried to retrace about a third of the advance since 2014, and uh, right now support level certainly has been breached. So we're going to watch this China plunge and the bearish effect on the other Asian regions, even Japan, which was obviously doing pretty well with a weak yen, companies like Toyota, which we own, certainly doing well with the strong dollar. But right now with the Chinese selling, you certainly put a break, not only on the other Asian regions, but the commodities. And you look at commodities, countries like Canada and Australia that are certainly suffering with the fall of things like copper. You know, think about copper, not gold, which is really more of a surrogate currency. That certainly has to come into play and to see exactly which way we go from here. All right, very succinct, uh, very succinct description there, cousin Tone. Who we got coming up? You got a question there, Mark? No, Brian has a question. John, is energy still weak? 
Well, I'm gonna, uh, I think I'm gonna take that one since my energy's been weak for years. I'm gonna get in. <laughs> you know what? What I wanna do is I wanna dig a little deeper into Canada. Oh, Canada! It's more like no. Canada, as they've certainly been hit uh, with the weaker Canadian dollar and, of course, energy and oil falling through the floor again. So anyone who was looking for a bottom in the spring, certainly you proved that that theory was not eternal. Now, as we go through right here, we look at oil, we look at energy continuing now to retest the 2015 lows from early in this year. The bleeding just doesn't stop. So as we continue to go, watch those two pictures. Strong dollar, weak energy. Weak energy exporting countries, and certainly to see how that trickles down to, especially you large cap holding domestic stocks like your Johnson and Johnsons, your Mercs locally, that a lot of people are overweighted. That's definitely the fin above the surface of the water that I'd be looking for. Other than that, enjoy your sun and surf in that area. Anyone else have any questions for me before I lay back in the co the coffin here? Well, actually, you know what? The, all, I've got an impromptu question for you, Absolutely. Sarah, cousin, uh, cousin Johnny Hotstocks. Um, you know, certainly we've seen a lot of market instability driven by the uh, uh, by the Greek question here in midsummer, and that's affected markets, you know, to varying degrees around the world. Um, you know, certainly U.S. stocks of virtually every stripe are fairly valued, if not overvalued, by very many measures. And I think that most of us would agree that at some point a correction, if not a bear market, and I think probably more correction, is inevitable. You know, things don't go straight up forever. What's your gut feeling? I know you really can't accurately predict this, but what's your gut feeling uh, in terms of seeing a correction in the U.S. markets anytime soon? So, so, since the motif is going down, I think I'll bring an iron mic for that one. Well, Jeff, right now, obviously the market's been pretty strong, but as they, as they used to stay in the wing, everyone's got to plan until they get hit. And right now, the market is looking a little wobbly near the ropes. So as I'm watching it, and of course, our next show, we're going to definitely expound on this. Uh, you know, I'm looking for perhaps a little bit of fatigue, slow hands and slow feet, as Roy Jones Jr. said, is definitely a bad combination. All right. So uh, keep your hands up and uh, your eyes open, in other words. So uh, I think we can all agree that uh, the market won't go up forever. But I, 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 don't, I, I personally don't think we're going to see a huge correction anytime soon. In fact, there's been a lot of downdraft here just in July, and that may be it for a little bit. But who knows? Um, the, the, who knows? Anyway, folks, you have endured yet another uh, the session of Camarda Wealth's uh, on Wealth Education Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you found the primary discussion on Social Security uh, to be illuminating. I know that I did. It's a very important feature. If you'd like more information on this or any of our free reports, again, you can always call us. No cost, no obligation. 800-262-1083. That's 800-262-1083. Talk to you next week. Bye, folks. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leaders' warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet, an offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. 
The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcasters. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back-tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.